0: As I write this, we are still processing what is being called the Toronto van attack of last Monday. A 25-year-old drove a rental van onto the sidewalk and ran over everything in his path, leaving 10 people dead and 15 injured. It's happened in Stockholm, New York, Barcelona, London, Berlin, in Nice. Those are all places where you don't imagine that these things happen. And now Canada. Of course, who am I kidding? They do happen. It happened. And whether it was terrorist-related or just the work of an angry, hurt young man, it doesn't matter. Lives were lost. Lives were changed forever. Just days earlier, four people were shot to death at a waffle place just outside Nashville. Our van attack is not the first one, and it won't be the last one. It's a reminder of our human frailty and brokenness. It's a reminder of the importance of kindness and generosity. It's a reminder of how much we need God. After the Broncos hockey team car crash that left 16 young people dead on April 6th, Team Pastor Sean Brandau reminded all Canadians, as the prayer vigil was broadcast on national television, of how much we need Jesus. Today let's join our prayers for all the victims of violence this week. Not just Nashville and Toronto, but everywhere. Oh, we need Jesus we need Jesus. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to another all new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro.
1: I'm Emily Callen.
2: I am Billy Chen. Yeah, and we're
0: happy to have <laughs> Billy here with us this week. Uh, we won't say why you weren't here this week. You, you were busy. You were busy doing, doing busy. something. But you know, I, I'm happy you're here, Billy, Billy, because we've been telling our listeners that the program is available for download off iTunes, but it's also now available on Google. On Google Play. Google Play, yes. So it should be fairly easy. People go to it's their It's very easy. You Play just go store. to
2: Google Play and, and and search for Salt and Light Hour. You will see a list of all, basically, all your shows are there.
0: Yeah. Right now. Basically. Yeah. So Salt and Light Hour. So it's easy to just subscribe. And you can now take the Salt and Light Hour everywhere you go on your mobile device uh, through Google Play. Um, thank you to Billy. Um, and a uh, reminder always, as we do, to to let you know that you can write to us. <laughs>
2: Yeah, talk to us. <laughs> talk to us.
0: Talk to us. Radio at, if you use email, radio at org, or through Facebook. I'm on Facebook or Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM, Emmy Callan and B. Joe Chan. Um, today, after Emily's news, well, yeah, I guess we're having some news headlines today. We
1: do have some. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I'm going to talk briefly about what happened in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and uh, as well, something that the Pope is doing this weekend Um, which is pretty significant. And um, I'm going to come back, a follow-up on the story regarding that 71-year-old nun from the Philippines, or not from the Philippines, but who was working in the Philippines um, and what's happening to her.
0: Right. Okay, that's good, because I I actually want to know about that because I've recently heard about it and I don't know all the details. So that's all coming up uh, very, very shortly after our song. And then after that, um, Sister Marie Paul Curley will be here to tell us about a new Romantic Comedy. Oh. So that's in about 15 minutes. And then Father Tom Rosica is here to offer us a reflection (laughs) for the fifth Sunday in Easter. It is the Easter season, so that means Billy's taking a break (laughs) from Church for Dummies. And and we have Father Tom uh, with a a, a meaningful reflection for for Easter. Now, question for you guys. I guess both of you, more for Emily because you actually do this for a living. (laughs) Um, Making Catholic TV programs. Sure. How difficult is that?
1: Oh, um, I I think it's difficult. <laughs> you know, like, but <laughs> um, like, like,
0: what what makes it difficult? Is it hard to to figure out content, or is it hard to to figure out how to do it so that people actually watch it? Well, cause I, it's think, television? I think television.
1: I guess it's just that there's an there's sometimes maybe a um, maybe an image of what Catholic TV is, which is maybe sometimes a little dry. It's okay. kind of always touching upon the same topics, and I think maybe the challenge is to make those things interesting and relevant. To yeah, so yeah, for people to want to watch them, yeah. right? And to make them in a
2: creative way, yeah, and, for
0: sure. yeah, yeah. Now, Billy, you don't, you're not making television, but you help but us. I you, can, you, yes.
2: and you watch. Yeah, I can, I can talk about a little bit like that in radio because yeah. I yes. I work on like Catholic radio before, yeah, of course, in Chinese. Yes, it's very difficult, I find. I know it's, it's
0: difficult for me in Chinese too.
2: <laughs> no, no, not because of the language, <laughs> but it's because of everyone thinks that you represent Vatican. Now, I, I, I really,
0: I <laughs> hope that people listening to this program don't think that no, we represent no, the Vatican. No, please don't. And you know, you need
2: to make sure every single word you say and is well. Correct. You do
0: exactly if you're doing teaching. Yes. Yes.
2: My show was like faith matters, so talking about like, catechism, like church like, for like, dummies, just like church for dummies in <laughs> but better, Chinese but version, better probably. But yet, yeah, this uh, <laughs> this is I I find it very tough because um, you know I we record only like maybe ten minutes shows. Yeah. But you need to you know, every single like uh, uh, comment. You need to be very careful.
0: Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to hear from our listeners on this because you, because I'm, I'm I trust that our listeners are people who are listening to Catholic radio all the time. They probably watch Catholic television, yeah, and they know what works and what doesn't work. I don't know. Maybe you'd like radio and you don't watch TV because you hate Catholic television. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a new uh, web series that is produced by uh, Family Theater Productions in Hollywood. And it's called Catholic Central, and they are doing uh, what we try to do here at Salt and Light, mm-hmm. which is very difficult. How do you take Catholic teaching, mm-hmm. as you say, Billy, yeah. that has to be correct, you can't make a mistake, and then make it appealing? I mean, for everybody, but but I, I not just for young people, but for everybody, because it's mm-hmm. got to be good television. Mm-hmm. So um, I watched that. It's- You've watched Catholic Central? Very good. It's very well done. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, So so Libby, who's one of the hosts, Libby Slater is going to be speaking with us today. Wow. Um, She co-hosts the show. And so we're going to learn a little bit about what that program is all about and why they do it and how they do it and and some of the challenges, Emily, that you were mentioning. So that's with Libby Slater in about 20 minutes or so. Um, And then at the end of the program, we're going to be meeting a new singing duo. This is a married couple. I love love married couples. I love married couples that that sing. Um, uh, this they're called the Mosleys. It's Stephen and Rachel Mosley, um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they 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 songwrite. They've got kids. They're married. They do music, and I just discovered them, and they've uh, have a new album called Ordinary Time, which is kind of cool. We were just talking about Ordinary Time <laughs> earlier, um, so why don't we start with a song? Here are the Mosleys. Uh, from their last album, Ordinary Time. The song is called Can't Take It With Us.
3: Pack it up one last time We're headed home It's been a long time Coming on this long and dusty road The paths that take us far Bring us back around a little bit of everything in the way you look at me Days fly by like a carousel Colors blurred hair wild in the wind it's so fast you can't hold on Burdens pull heavy at the seams A whirl in a tidal pool Pack it up long and dusty road past that take us far will bring us back around Let's go on home Let's ride our bike
0: That was the Mosleys with Can't Take It With Us from their latest album, Ordinary Time. And we're going to be speaking with Stephen and Rachel Mosley at the end of the program. And in about five minutes, Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie, Paul Curley, but first, Emily is still with our news. She's still here, I mean, with our news.
1: Yes, exactly. So I was mentioning that the Pope this weekend um, is doing something pretty significant. Um, He will be meeting with three victims of uh, abuse from Chile, and um, he will be meeting with them individually both Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And um, so these... yeah, basically, his reason for doing this is he wants to ask them for forgiveness, um, as well as um, share with them, you know, and, and con- I guess yeah. console them, right? Like mm-hmm. what they've been through and, and understanding what um, the situation a little bit better. Now, I don't know if you know this, those who are listening, um, but not that long ago, Pope Francis wrote a letter mm-hmm. um, asking for forgiveness and, and, um, acknowledging his mistake and, and, uh, you know, that he, because he, he, when he spoke on the, on, uh, on the behalf of, um, uh, the bishops, uh, of Chile, of Chile, yes. exactly. Um, because, um, there was one particular bishop who had, uh, committed, committed these crimes. Yes. And, um, and so, uh, you know, he, he, kind of brushed, brushed it aside, yeah, didn't he did. really, you yeah. know, say too much about it. And so a lot of people were criticizing him yes. for, you know, this Pope who's been talking so much about, you know, trying to
0: mercy, m- and, yes.
1: mercy and trying to move forward and finding the solutions and really kind of putting his foot down, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of zero tolerance for sexual abuse um, yeah, and then cases. it sounded like he was just brushing it exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so in his letter, he was asking for forgiveness and and, and acknowledging his mistake in, and yeah. in not, yeah. you Know following through on his own words really right, in, that, right, in right. this particular case. So so this is you know important for him. Well, for these for these victims yeah, to be meeting with the Pope of course um, and sharing. Uh, yeah, sharing you're with right. Them I mean, the bigger story. lesson
0: there I think is is the when the Pope can be wrong you know, right. And and to acknowledge it, that's a lesson for all of us. Right. Yeah. No, good. Exactly. So I'm sure it takes a lot of humility. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. And the second thing, so, uh, again, I think it was last week in the radio show, I, or maybe two weeks ago, I mentioned this, uh, nun, um, sister Patricia Fox, uh, who was arrested in the Philippines at her convent for having been involved in political or illegal political activity right. in the country. And so they took her in. investigation, uh, f- you know, um, was, was conducted after that. Uh, she was arrested, but she wasn't, you know, um, I guess... Um, charged? Charged with anything, exactly. Okay. Uh, but now her visa was revoked. And so uh, the um, immigration commissioner did not... Uh, grant her the privileges, right? That uh, he was saying that her the visa that she did have um, allowed her to engage in missionary work, but not in political activities. Of course. So she's basically kicked out of the country. Uh-huh. She can reapply for a mm-hmm. visa and um, and come back to go back to the Philippines however uh, she she her visa has to um, specifically say that she's there as a tourist right. um, and and not to do any kind of other right. any other work so that's the situation there with um, sister Patricia yeah you
0: know what I I mean I, I need to know more about this and I acknowledge that I didn't know too much of the situation but really I mean she's not Filipino she's so not no. she can go somewhere else and do be a nun somewhere else Um I I, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not judging, but it's not the end of the world. Is it?
1: Right. I mean.
0: I mean, other, other, other nuns that have been involved in political activity in other countries are raped and murdered. So, so. True.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Anyway, there you go. I don't know. Maybe it's safer for her to to be
1: outside of the country for now. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can find more information about this online. Um, And uh, in Toronto this week, so you mentioned Pedro at the beginning in your introduction. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure that everyone already knows about this. Um, Cardinal Collins, however, did uh, make a statement following this attack, which uh, killed 10 um, people and wounded 15. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that... um, They are still in hospital. The Archbishop of Toronto, Cardinal Thomas Collins, uh, did invite um, members of the Archdiocese, the the community in the Archdiocese, to join him in prayer for all those who were killed and um, who were injured. And he said um, that we should unify our efforts to comfort and to uh, support those who are suffering. Mm-hmm. He also asked um, the churches and the archdiocese to include um, these victims and the families in their prayer intentions this week at Mass. Right. yeah. So,
0: so yeah. those are the news. Tho- that's the um, news, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, always, it sounds like it's a bit of a downer, but there's always hope, and mm-hmm. I, we should always try to remember that, that that's why we need Jesus. Thank you, Emily. Yes. Um, Emily Callan, our news producer here at the Salt and Light Hour. You can follow her on Twitter at Emmy Callan.
4: Hi, this is John Finch, and thank you for listening to the Salt and Light Radio Hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: My name is Deacon Pedro. The Salt and Light Hour is now available on your Google Play Store. So subscribe and take the show with you wherever you go. And now it's time for... Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister, welcome back. We've missed you.
5: Oh, I've missed being on as well. And actually, my best excuse for watching a good movie, uh, I've missed a few good movies because of that. Uh, <laughs> because I haven't been
0: the show. So. <laughs> I know. You have a great job when you say, "Oh, well, I have to go watch a movie so I can write a review. That's great. Exactly.
5: Yes. And I, I have a question for you. Okay. Pedro. okay. I want to know, um, do you have a favorite or do you watch romantic comedies? Do you have a favorite romantic comedy?
0: Um, hmm. You know what? I don't know. When you say romantic comedy, the first thing that pops into my my head is When Harry Met Sally, which was a great film. Um, But I'm I'm sure I've seen others. I wouldn't go out of my way to. You know me. I'm not like it's a rom-com. I'm going to go see it. If it's a good story, I don't care if it's drama or thriller or comedy, as long as it's a good story. How's that?
5: I think that is like the perfect answer. There you, you are. Go. You you get all the stars today. To
0: it's all <laughs> it's all about the story. But you're going to talk about a rom com.
5: I am sappy. A, is it sappy? <laughs> it's you know. It has its moments. of okay. Happiness, especially the very beginning. Um, but it's not overly saccharine. It actually has some depth to it. And okay. The name of the movie is Forever My Girl. Okay. It releases yes. this week. I think it released uh, Tuesday on DVD. And it's a film adaptation of a best-selling novel. Uh-huh. Um, it's not necessarily a Christian... It's not a Christian movie. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, it's not that overtly Christian film. But it is a sweet, second-chance romance uh-huh. that, despite being very genre-typical in terms of its plot, its setups, its payoffs, and, and an ending that is too neat, right. um, it has endearing warmth and depth. Um, so uh, the basic storyline is, and we've all heard this before, uh, it's an all-too-obvious heartbreak at the beginning. On the day of the wedding, a coming local southern singer, Liam Page, abandons his bride, Josie, to pursue a career in country music.
6: Uh-huh.
5: Um, and then, of course, the mu- mu- movie, re- and that's really the most corny part of the film, really, is that opening scene. Eight years later, he's a popular country star, and he hears about the death of a friend and returns to his hometown for the funeral. Although uh-huh. he doesn't actually make it into the funeral, and this is one of the things I love about this movie. This movie is about a man who has done a, a, a great injustice to his um, you know, his bride, or almost bride, because they didn't actually get married, right. um, to his father, who's a pastor,
6: oh, um, wow. to
5: his friends whom he left behind, and... It shows this visually of how disconnected he is. He hovers around the edges of all the community scenes, so he never makes it into the church for the funeral service. Hmm. He never makes it with, you know, it's just he's always on the outside looking in, and you can tell he kind of wants to go in, and he's kind of afraid to go in, and he doesn't think he should go in. Um, so it, there's some visual touches in the film that work really well and some understated performance uh, Liam Page is played by Alex Rowe, and he—it's partly, I think, that it's well-written. Um, they don't give him that many lines. He doesn't explain everything that happened to him. He does not excuse himself. He doesn't blame other people. He doesn't even expect forgiveness, necessarily. But he comes back, and he tries to stick around, um, and it's its a very humble, very steadfast kind of presence. Huh. Um, and so the theme of the film is really, well, the Christian theme of the film, um, and it's not entirely Christian. It has the culturally mainstream ideas about you know living together. Yeah. Uh, modesty isn't necessarily a strong feature of, of the film, although it's not particularly terrible in that regard either. But it's really refreshing to see a Christian community that's not perfect, but it's not hypocritical either. They're real disciples of Christ struggling to live one of the hardest calls that Jesus gives us, which is forgiveness, huh. so and reconciliation, because it's not just forgiveness. It's also reconciliation. Liam also, um, he needs to be forgiven, but he also needs to make changes. So it's it's actually, I, I think it's a great film for families to watch. Um, and if you like a romantic comedy, I would say definitely go see this.
0: If, right. you're, okay. if you're
5: into Hallmark movies, this is a definite. You, you absolutely would want to see this movie.
0: Okay, good. So is for the whole family,
5: uh, pretty much it's rated PG, and I think there's again there's just a few situations. Um, there's a child out of wedlock, you know, but for the most part, yeah, I think it's good for the family.
0: Yeah, good because there's, the, there's a there's yeah. a there's a child character in the movie as well. Um, yes, and uh, so but good for a date night is what you're saying. Yep yeah good <laughs> All right good romantic comedy forever my girl I honestly had not heard of this movie until you spoke to me about it so I'm I'm gonna well you said it's out on well DVD I don't know anybody rents DVDs anymore we or buys DVDs it's, it's, it's probably on it's Netflix streaming. yeah yeah yes.
5: it's it's streaming already yes yeah.
0: we'll yeah. we'll get it on demand or on Netflix so forever my girl thank you sister Marie Paul Curley for that uh, you've uh, again piqued my interest one more time to go see a movie.
5: <laughs> That's great, and really, uh, you're always in my prayers, as always.
0: And you, thank and you, those. and you and ours. Thank Sister you. Marie Paul Curley is with the Congregation of the Daughters of Saint Paul, and you can read her blog and her great movie reviews at Windows to the Soul dot com, and don't forget to follow her at Sister M Paul.
6: Hi, I'm Sarah Kroger.
0: Hi,
7: this is Jose Ann Hi, this is Curtis Stevens. Hi, this is Father Rob Gowler. Hi, I'm
6: Amanda Vernon.
0: What's up? It's Joe Melendrez.
5: Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Harris.
6: Krista. I'm Lisa. And I'm Teresa Hanson. And, and we're Sarah. Hey, this is Marie Miller. Hi, I'm Rebecca Rubion, and you're listening to the Salt and Light
8: Hour with Salt and Light Hour with
4: Pedro. Salt and Light Hour. And you're Pedro. listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro.
7: In John's Gospel, for the fifth Sunday of Easter, we have the image of the vine and its branches to express the relationship between Christ and his disciples. We should not be surprised that at one level it seems utterly simple, but that at other levels it fills us with a sense of mystery, awe and beauty, always leaving us wanting more. The branches of a vine have an intimate relationship with the vine, depending on it at all times and forming one living organism with it. The vine, which can be a bit foreign in northern climates, is natural for anyone in the Middle East, where many families possess a vine, a fig tree, olive trees in their gardens. Jesus tells his followers that he is the true vine, the real vine, and that they are the branches whose task is to bear fruit by sharing his life. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. Abide in me as I abide in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. While the images of Christ as king and Lord, teacher, shepherd and judge have their own importance in forming our perspective on how Christ relates to us, these images need to be balanced by such images as the vine which integrate the disciple into the life of Christ And Christ into the life of the disciple in an intimate unity and closeness that the other images might not always convey. The Gospel passage for the fifth Sunday of Easter is one of the classic descriptions of authentic Christian spirituality. The image of the vine, while inviting us to a depth of spirituality, sets the personal quest within the larger context of the family of God, stretching through time, from Abraham to the present day and beyond, and through space, from the Middle East in the first century to the four corners of the earth today. If Jesus is the true vine, we are summoned to abide, to live, to make our home in him. The gospel text of the vine challenges us. How do we maintain intimacy with the living God as we strive to be obedient to our vocation of bearing fruit for the world? What does it mean to abide or dwell in the vine to be intimately attached to Jesus. Abiding in Jesus includes being part of the life of the Church, committed to the daily and weekly fellowship of His people, and mutual support, prayer, common worship, sacramental life, study, and not least, work for the Gospel in the world. In every Eucharistic celebration, we are drawn into that intimate fellowship both with Jesus Himself and with each other around the table. Authentic Christian spirituality is the personal knowledge of Jesus Christ given to us as the vine, gives its sap to the branches so that we can be extensions of his work, his love, his fruit-bearing, his glorifying of the Father. That is the heart of the Eucharistic mystery. And yet as soon as Jesus introduced the theme of the vine and the branches in the Gospel, He speaks of his father, the vine dresser, doing two things that require a knife. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, the father removes, cuts away, and every branch that does bear fruit, the father prunes so that it may bear more fruit. The spirituality to which this Gospel passage invites us is not one of unbridled personal development, fulfilling all the potential we might discover within ourselves. As we follow Jesus and come to know him personally, we find him calling us to submit to the pruning knife, to cut out some things from our lives that are good in themselves, that would even have the potential to develop into fruit-bearing branches in order that other things may flourish. Pruning is always a painful process. It's a form of loss or death. The vine dresser is never more intimately involved than when wielding the pruning knife. The call to abide in the vine is a call to a personal and intimate knowledge of Jesus himself. Not an idea, but a living person. True disciples of Jesus are dependent on the inner presence and activity of Christ for the renewal and regeneration of their own life into one of faith and love. True disciples can only be effective in the regeneration of the lives of others when they are plugged into Jesus, grafted onto his life, allowing his very presence to pulsate through their minds and hearts. The images of vine and vineyard are brought together beautifully in that well-known passage from Lumen Gentium, the Second Vatican Council's dogmatic constitution on the church. And I quote, the church is a piece of land to be cultivated, the tillage of God. On that land, the ancient olive tree grows whose holy roots were the prophets, and in which the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles has been brought about and will be brought about. That land, like a choice vineyard, has been planted by the heavenly husbandsmen. The true vine is Christ, who gives life and the power to bear abundant fruit to the branches, that is, to us, who through the church remain in Christ, without whom we can do nothing. To illustrate this dependency, the grafting on the Lord, let me share with you some profound words of a great woman of the Church, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, Edith Stein, a Carmelite, a martyr, co-patroness of Europe, and one who knew what it meant to be intimately connected to the Lord. They are taken from Chapter 6 of her Essays on Women. I quote, The union of the soul with Christ differs from the union among people in the world. It's a rooting and growing in him, so we are told by the parable of the vine and the branches, which begins in baptism and which is constantly strengthened and formed through the sacraments in diverse ways. However, this real union with Christ implies the growth of a genuine community among all Christians. Thus, the Church forms the mystical body of Christ. The body is a living body and the spirit which gives the body life is Christ's spirit streaming from the head to all parts. The Spirit which Christ radiates is the Holy Spirit. The Church is thus the temple of the Holy Spirit. This week, let us pray that our belonging to Christ be profound and real, going beyond all of the turbulence that exists on life's surfaces. May Christ's very life flow through us, building up the body of Christ that is the Church. That was Father Tom Rozica with a reflection
0: for the fifth Sunday in Easter, making our home in Jesus. For more reflections with Father Thomas Rozica, visit our website, saltandlighttv.org. Coming up in our second half hour, Catholic Central. And we meet the Mosleys, so stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, part two. I'm Deacon Pedro. If you have questions about the Catholic faith and what it means to be Catholic, well, they have answers. Catholic Central is a new web series produced by Family Theater Productions in Hollywood that is described as shareable and snackable that teaches the timeless truths and deep history of the church with humor and heart. It is hosted by Kai Johnson and Libby Slater. And to tell us more, I am now joined by Libby Slater. Libby, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour
8: hello thank
4: you so much
0: for having me so fun to have you on the program. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of the episodes and it's so much fun um and I want to talk about that about the why it's so much fun but before that if I mean I've explained a little bit about what it is Catholic Central but maybe you can tell us a little bit more what is Catholic Central for people who are just learning about this
8: Oh sure of course uh, Catholic Central is a web series. Um, of entertaining and informative insights about all things Catholic. Um, they're just like, like you said, snackable pieces. Uh, they're short little videos where we try to get to the just the, the core truths of all of our topics, um, and we, we have a broad range of topics. Um, and right. we just try to find you know, the, what's the most important and try to get to it and um, but yeah. in a fun and ridiculous way as I'm sure you've seen. Yeah,
0: you no, it's good it. and that, that's what makes it, um, so so what's the term you say? It's entertaining and inform, it's informational and entertaining so it's interforming? What is the, f- yes, the term that you guys do. use?
8: <laughs> we do, we, uh, we have this lovely joke where we're like, it's informative and entertaining and we go interforming, if yeah. you will. It is. Um, interforming. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's great because it's also
0: helping form people. Um, So I love that. Exactly. That play in words. So so the style of the show is that it's light and entertaining. And you said sometimes silly and ridiculous. Why is that? Why is it important to do a show that's about serious truths in a way that's fun? Because that's, I feel like.
8: That's who we are. Humans, we, we have to take the light with the dark, you know?
4: Uh-huh.
8: Um, it, it's real. If you can't laugh at yourself, you've probably taken things too seriously. <laughs> That's what right. I've often lived with. Yeah. Um, the mentality. But yeah, no, it just, um, it just shows, we hope it shows that we're just real, and we're real Catholics who are practicing our faith and striving for, uh-huh. you know, the fullness of everything God wants to give us in our lives, and... Um, we are goofy, and I I like to think that Jesus had a great <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs>
6: yeah.
8: Um, but I, I think it's important, because people can relate and see that we, we're not, you know, I guess, you know, throwing it in your face, or like, you need to be this way. It's just, here's the information. This is what we've learned. Yeah. We believe that this is important to us, and maybe you've had questions. Uh, maybe you've wondered what those Catholics think about, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, you know, yeah. and we can just maybe open your eyes. Yeah, you know,
0: uh, which, yeah. Which... Yeah, there's nothing worse than, I mean, th- things can be serious, but there's nothing worse than just serious, angry people. Um, yeah. Wh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Not that, not <laughs> that we're angry or that we have to be angry, but w- so what sort of topics do you tackle?
8: Oh, my goodness. Um, well, uh, I, we've got a ton. We've got the purpose and meaning of life, we use yeah. the Bible, we go yeah. to Mary. Um, even things like why do bad things happen, uh-huh. you know, oh, wow. to, to good people or bad people, you know, yeah. um, we, we even have a great one about the mass, uh-huh. um, even forces of evil is another one. Yeah. And then we do prayer. And then we also talk about like the different forms of prayer. So it's mm-hmm. nature meditation, yeah. um, the okay. rosary, things like that. Um, okay. most recently we filmed one about dating, which I think oh, is really popular among our, of course, uh, group of people that are watching
0: this yeah. it's a lot of fun. So, so. It's, a, it's a web series, so these are, these are short. How long are, 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 are they all about 10 minutes long kind of thing?
8: They're under 10 minutes. They're definitely. under 10 minutes. Yeah, so I think we, we always shoot for eight. That's
0: what eight makes them nine. snackable. Um, so what, yeah. what would you say, uh, we were talking about this, I mean, this is a Salt and Light TV here in Canada. This is what we do as well. We make television programs and we try to make them so that people can watch them because it's TV. It's not, we're not writing articles of faith. Right, right, right. So what were some challenges that that you discovered in working on this program?
8: Mm, Challenges. Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges we had, um, just like a consistent challenge, was there's so much stuff you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Topic. Yeah. But yet you want it to be snackable because uh, we are in a, you know, um a media age. Yeah. That's also why we we wanted to create this is because you got to meet people where they're at and everyone's on a screen, you know. Yeah. And I enjoy movies, I love movies. I'm in the industry. Yeah. Um and I love taking in content visually. Yeah. So it was kind of this how do we find it where we can make it so it's not, you know, our attention spans are so short these yeah. days. But yet all of this is so important. So I think we ran into, you know, okay, let get, let's get down to the again those core truths. What is absolutely necessary? What we need to say. Yeah. You know, for someone who doesn't know or maybe has, you know, or just needs a refresher in the topic, where they could walk away with an understanding mm-hmm. or. That's that's the main goal is to yeah. walk away with an understanding. Yes, yeah, so you're so. giving
0: them you're giving them maybe the the something that's invitational. If they want to find out more, they can go find out more. Yeah, and I, and I I'm, I mean I know I'm very familiar with family theater productions, and I know you guys you know I mean you're not writing the show. There's probably a team of writers and theologians and all these people that have to figure all that out. But I know that Libby and Kai, you're the hosts. You guys, as you said, you're Catholic. You're living the faith. Like you are real people. How much mm-hmm. of how much of do you get a script and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to change that a little bit because a little bit of my experience. Did you get a chance to add a little bit of who Libby is in in the delivery or or the scripting of any of the programs?
8: We do. Actually, we do. Um, Kai and I both actually have had the opportunity to um, we've written a couple of episodes oh, where we good. got, you know, from the, you know, bare bones and then create the scripts. Um, But then overall, all the scripts do get a polish by Kai and I, and we usually get together and we go through and we make sure that it's, is this how we would say this? Right. Um, Or does this make sense to you? And we we do, we actually have a lot of, um, within reason, obviously, because we don't want to change, we don't change anything theologically, obviously. Right. Um, But we do make it our own voice, and they wanted that. Our producers very much wanted it to be us.
0: And it's always the two of you. So it's always the two of you. You might play different characters, but it's always the two of you, right? That's the whole shtick. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
8: for now. I think maybe someday we'll move into more uh, fun, maybe adding in some more characters. Man on the street. We've been talking with them about actually going out and getting real interviews with people, which would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it would be. Um, What's your, can I ask you, what's your favorite episode? Is there anyone that really is like, wow, that was such a good one, and I love filming
4: that.
8: Oh gosh, we get this question all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I so our format is pretty similar for all of them. Yeah. We give the the key points, and then there's some fun things, and we do the characters. Um, but one, and I don't, I don't believe we've released it yet, but it's the mass. Okay. Our episode on the math, I'm super excited about that. We did it as if we were sportscasters.
2: Explaining
8: oh, fun what's happening during the mass and it obviously it's, it's nothing um sacrilegious or you know uh we're very reverent but it, it just makes it fun because i mean anyone who doesn't understand what's happening in mass how do you make that yeah not you know how do you make that matter to them how do yeah. you make that exciting for them because if they don't truly understand yet right. um or haven't gone deep enough it, it we ran into that problem but then we fixed it with making it just this fun yeah super goofy we we are the typical like stereotypical announcers for a sports but it's
0: the mass. That sounds like a great idea. No, <laughs> really you're right. Ridiculous. And that's about half, yeah. um, you know, half or the majority of people going to mass have no idea what they're doing or why they're doing it. So you're that's great. Right. We do right. need It's like the mass explained. Um I, I love that. My my favorite one, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a lot of them is the Bible one. I love, you know, the Bible and and, and Kai picks up yes. this big book and it's the Bible. <laughs> um and the canon and the canon goes off. Anyway, it's it's just a lot of fun. It sounds like you've you've had a lot of fun doing it. It is not just for young people, it's for everybody. But it's certainly yes. in, a, in a format that appeals to people who are on the go, who can watch it on their mobile devices or mm-hmm. or on the internet. So I would say that that's probably a lot of millennials and young people. Um, young people like you, Libby. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, you're very young. Young adult. Yes, young are. adults. Anyway, um, uh, we're going to leave it there because we're, we're almost out of time. But thank you so much. It's been great fun talking to you and great fun watching the program and, and being involved uh, in, in the... The, the making of it because I've heard a lot about it as as it's developed um, so oh, thank you for sharing, sharing a little bit of that with us today.
8: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, I really appreciate it
0: You're welcome. Libby Slater is the co-host of Catholic Central, a new web based series uh, produced by Family Theater Productions and it's really easy to watch, just go to catholiccentral.com Here now is our featured artists of the week, the Mosleys, with Thicker Than Water from their album Ordinary Time.
3: has changed the bonds remain
0: That was the Mosleys with Thicker Than Water from their album, Ordinary Time. Rachel and Stephen Mosley are a married couple who stumbled onto the scene after winning an open mic competition. The prize was studio time, and so the Mosleys recorded their first album. And since then, they've been busy playing in festivals and stages everywhere. Rachel and Stephen have been married for 16 years, and they have five young children. Their last album, which we've been listening to, is titled Ordinary Time. And to tell us more, I am now joined by Rachel and Stephen Mosley. Guys, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you.
6: Thank you for having
0: us. Bye. Right, thanks. So, I, I mean, I love... I love speaking to married couples because I, I mean it's great to be married and it's great but to to be married and to actually work together when you're doing music that sometimes can be tricky. So how does how does that work? How do you guys do you, I know that Rachel does most of the singing. Uh, who's writing the music? How does how does that uh, partnership work?
4: Probably somewhat smartly we we waited for about 10 years before we started trying to songwrite together. Okay. Um <laughs> so we had a lot of, a lot of, uh, communication practice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's varied a lot as we've learned how to, how to write together. It's right. uh, definitely a process of vulnerability. And, um, I oftentimes bring a sketch of a song mm-hmm. and then Rachel edits it, um, severely fixes it. <laughs>
0: fixes, yeah, it? fixes it she fixes it compassionately. right now were you steven since you're the one talking uh, are were you writing music on your own bef- even before you met rachel
4: um kind of like it, i i feel like it's always been something going on in the back of my head like and it was it took me a long time to learn how to not go at it too directly yeah and, which is I think a secret to writing better songs. Um, but like when I was mowing the yard, you know, I remember just lyrics kind of flowing through my head. And every time I tried to stop and capture it, it was like a butterfly and it was gone. Right, and, uh, right. That, that happened much later.
0: Yeah. And how about you, Rachel? Were you writing music before you met Stephen?
6: I had a brief bit in college where I was um, writing a lot, writing often. But since we've been married and had so many children, it sort of slipped away. And um, through it all, <laughs> We've always been big readers, right? So I would always, you know, find wonderful, beautiful lines and sort of copy them into a note on our phone, right? It's, uh, how our process works these days, and then yeah. mull those over.
0: Yeah, I guess you have to be disciplined because um, uh, you you had you said you have five children. Are they? I don't know how old the oldest is, but are they at home? You know, are you, are you busy at home with them, or do you have to set time aside specifically so you can write music? Or how's that process? This
6: year, this year, most of the children go to school. We have our youngest, Jane Francis, uh-huh. at home, and she's in the room, of course, right now looking at us. Right. Um. But but the oldest is thirteen, and the youngest is four, okay. which is a um a surprisingly restful time for us compared to having five itty bitty children really close together. I've been
0: told, I've been told, I've been told that after five, it all kind of all evens out. So if you have more kids from now on, it's all the same. Oh good. That's good to hear. So they can start, you know, taking care of each other. They do all the dishes, they mow the lawn, they milk the cow, they do everything you need to know. Oh, we'll definitely
4: have another then if that's the case.
0: You will never, you know. Uh,
4: When we had our fifth, uh, the oldest uh, who is very naturally, Motherly towards towards baby, right. um, it's this whole different game. Like you having another person to hold her or to entertain her was, was really uh, really awesome.
0: That's great, and she's thirteen, so it's like babysitting, and you don't have to pay her. How awesome is that?
6: It's so awesome. Painting. <laughs> 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 Do Everyone you, should have a teenager.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you? I, I presume you're you're in a musical household now. Are you making your kids study music? Do they have to, you know, be part of the, the musical uh, family, or is it just something that the two of you do? Oh,
4: we we both come from musical parents, uh, yeah. but neither neither of us were really uh, pushed into it. And I, I think we both. Uh, I know I do. I value having found music for myself. Yeah. And so we're trying to do both, kind of keep some space for them to to find that passion on their own, but also give them lots of opportunities to be exposed to and, and practice music. Their school does a good job of it, and uh, you know, one of them takes piano. You know, a uh, couple of them like to sing, but uh, we're trying also not to force it. Right. Our so
6: oldest children take ukulele at school, which is amazing.
0: It's fun. Yeah, yeah, ukulele is fun. So you can be like the the traveling ukulele Von Trap. Mosley's people (laughs) that sounds so fun yeah i don't know yeah it could be it could be or not um um why so ordinary time is your second album correct 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 so first
4: full album the first one was an ap okay so the first yeah the first
0: one was the one you recorded when you won that contest right
4: right
0: yeah did you so did you set out to write an album or did you come to a place where you're like well we have x number of songs let's do an album um, how did that process uh, come about?
6: We had we had a handful, maybe 15 songs that kind of kind of were homeless and wandering around. And then we'd play a show and people would say, now, right. where can I find thicker than water? Or yeah. Where can I find settle? And, and there was nowhere for them to find it. So we mm-hmm. set out to record those
0: right and why did you settle on that I, I mean I love the title ordinary time it's so Catholic um, but but at the same time if you people don't might not know what where does that come from why did you pick that title
4: you, you kind of you hit on it there a little bit I mean we we didn't start off playing in churches and, and uh, no so you know we were often playing for secular you know just normal audiences yeah you know and, and, uh, and it, one of the most meaningful things was when somebody would come up to us after a show and be like are you, are, you, are you guys Catholic or Christian? Or, like, you know, there would be a line in a song that they were just like, that's... that's
0: Interesting. Interesting. And
4: so Ordinary Time was kind of that same thing of, like, um, A, we write out of the... You know, we find so much beauty and in, in the struggle of the normal, ordinary, mundane life, and that's where we write from a lot. Yeah. So, so all those things kind of came together. Yeah. Do you have more to... No,
6: it's just the simple idea of kind of the working out, working out your salvation daily through regular things and our song sort of took on that, yeah. on that vibe that so seemed a good encompassing name.
0: Yeah, no, it is because we, most of the time, that's where we live. It's ordinary and it's ordinary time. Um, and I love, that's one of the things I love about your music that it's not, I mean, I don't know if you would even consider yourselves as Christian singers or Christian songwriters. Um because even though I might hear a phrase or there's a particular uh, theme in a song, it's not like this. You know, it's not like all love songs to Jesus.
6: We we kind of felt like our particular call as a family is to be right in the middle of of the ordinary world, yeah, and, um, and to speak. I know there are some people that are, are called to speak more directly or sing, sing more directly worship songs. But for us, the call seemed to be just to put a positive light into people's, people's regular old darkness. That's yeah. Something that they, that kind of brightens up the the bars that we might sing in. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah there was, there was also a point where um, I think it was important for us to, or you know, for me as a, as a writer to, to stop trying to write a certain thing and just kind of let what comes out come out. And that, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and it wasn't particularly songs directly written, you know, uh, about Christ. Though, though, you know, we definitely feel that, that that identity, you know, flows through all of it. it it's not the object of, of a lot of our
0: songwriting. No, and it's good. And I think that that's what it that's what makes it ordinary. You know, ordinary time is where we that's where we most of us are. That, yeah. that Jesus permeates everything we do, not just, you know, not I'm going to pray now and then I'm going to go to the bar. No, we we are Christians in everything we do. Um, One last question, because I'm curious, you guys are not doing this full time. Are you trying to make a living out of this or are you busy working at other uh, no, careers? No,
4: I, I'm a, I actually, I'm a physician assistant. I run a palliative care program at a Catholic hospital down here. Oh, great. Uh, near, uh, near the beach. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we're, we've been really blessed to to just kind of let it be what it is and, and kind of happen as it happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. It's, it's good stuff. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Um, and hey, and more kids. <laughs> <laughs> thank Coming you. Up. No, no, no. Yeah, no worries there. Um, thank you so much. Great meeting you and love the music. And I hope to uh, hear more from you soon.
6: Thank you so much. It's so nice to
4: meet you as well.
0: Such a pleasure. Rachel and Stephen Mosley are married. They're the singing, songwriting duo of the Mosleys. If you missed the beginning of our conversation, just go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio to listen to the whole interview and also to listen to the whole program. And you can find out more about the Mosleys at their their website, themosleysmusic.com. Here now are the Mosleys with running out the road from their album, Ordinary Time.
9: Desire is cruel and stirs of hope in every
0: to the Mosleys with Running Out the Road from their album Ordinary Time and that will take us to the end of the program
1: remember that if you tuned in late you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio and that's also where you can learn about all our featured artists and guests.
0: And remember that you can now subscribe for the Salt and Light Hour podcast on iTunes and also now on Google Play. Make sure that you log in and write us a nice review.
1: If you want to reach us, Billy is at Bijou Chan and I'm at Emmy Callen.
0: And I'm also on Facebook, but you can also find me on Twitter at Deacon Pedro.
1: Thank you for being with us. I'm Emily Callen,
0: And I'm Deacon Pedro. And this has been the, the Salt, Salt and Light Hour. Hour.